I went to see this lovely Irish counsel one time and she, yeah. she said, now yours would call yours Joey. <laughs> he sits on your shoulder. Now the next time Joey starts talking like that, just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> I will always love that one for that. It was a wonderful session. Yeah. I loved the man because he was not trying to put on a brave face. No. He was grieving. He was heartbroken. And he didn't allow it to overcome or overwhelm things. Mm. But you, he was going to ensure that we felt it. Yeah. And that is... That's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, when beautiful things die, yeah. we should feel grief. We should feel that sadness. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in those... And he said something to this effect, too. In those circumstances, grief is love persisting. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Grief is love persisting. That's a goodie. It's a good... Look, I can't... It's not <laughs> mine. Uh, that's actually uh, on an episode of WandaVision from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love stories. I think, I know for certain that because of the kinds of stories I consumed, yeah. or like books, movies, uh, TV shows, when I was a kid, they have made me a better person by yeah. showing me other worlds, other ways of thinking that I wouldn't have otherwise yeah. known. Um, I think stories are one of the most powerful things we have to make people happier yeah. and to leave the world better than we found it. Unlearning from what? Perhaps a, a message out there that actually says, oh no, the successful life is the very, very busy one. Yes. It's the very, very productive one. It's the mm. achievement oriented one. You know, keep moving towards your goals, you know, keep on building your empire. <laughs> Exa well, exactly. And, you know, Joey, Joey yells loudly about those things for me yeah. a lot. Yeah. So you know. what do you say to Joey? Uh, sometimes I listen and sometimes I tell him the fact. <laughs> Thank you, Irish Councillor. <laughs> <laughs>Yes, you've joined yet another episode of A Journey with Bernie, and I thank you for doing so, dear people. We've got, a, got another episode of enormous difference, and I hope you don't mind. We're going to start it by having a chat with you, you, our dear listeners, 5,000 of you. But you want to laugh? Guess how many followers we got, Chipster? <laughs> 50, I believe, you, we were talking about off air. Mate, they don't even know who you are and have already introduced you. No, you lie, sir. Surely they've all listened to a chapter with Chip. <laughs> Mate, that was our episode around about three or four episodes ago back, yeah. where we focused on a summary of unlearning. Mm. Yeah? Mm. It was our greatest hits episode. <laughs> hey, we must do a few more of those, which mm, I think game. by having you here on board today, we're actually announcing that to our listeners that that's one of our mm. intentions. But the first intention is, hey, we've got to increase the followers. Help us out, please. You are the expert along this particular line. Why are followers and subscribers so important to the development of a journey with Bernie? Mm, mm. Yes, that's a good question. Uh, and because, you know, you always hear people asking for uh, to, for the follow, for the subscribe, uh, in particular for reviews and for ratings. Um, that's not just an ego thing. These things are really helpful for a show, uh, boosting us up the ratings, increasing visibility, getting us served to uh, listeners who maybe haven't heard of the show yet, but who would who the algorithm judges yeah, yeah, would yeah, like yeah. the show. All yeah. right. So so yeah, it's really not uh, it's not about the ego. Um, it's it's really about helping us, if you'd like, helping us grow the show, helping us get to more listeners, helping us spread the message and uh, and help more people, really. Terrific, which is what it's Terrific. About. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. We want to make it actionable. We mm. want to make it concrete, hard-edged, like yeah. you can say. Yeah. So for that reason, not only are we calling to for our listeners to follow or subscribe and give us ratings and reviews, mm. uh, but we're also going to announce – that at the end of some future episodes, we're going to be calling upon you, Chip, mm. and we're going to ask you to cast your listening ears over the episode as you edit and produce it. Mm -hmm. 
and pick out some of the highlights of each of our future episodes. Now, Chip, we're only looking for two, three, four minutes mm. summary. Yeah. And we must admit it's going to be your interpretation of the actions, the routines, the disciplines, the, the way that our guest has seen uh, um, how to become a more loving human being. But I think it's going to give our listeners some tangible take-home pays. How do you see this new segment at the end of each journey with Bernie? Yeah, uh, well, exactly like you described there. We're just going to be expanding my role slightly from editor, uh, producer, which is what I do now just for the people who don't know, um, to uh, just contributing a little bit to the content. And like you were saying, what we want this segment to be is – but my interpretation, so very clearly my interpretation, but we'd like to uh, the listeners to use that as a springboard gotcha, gotcha. towards their own interpretations. And hopefully they can listen to the ways that I'm listening to the podcast. Yeah. And maybe that fires off, ignites in their minds uh, other ways of thinking about the podcast, ideas for ways to think about these ideas. Um, I guess not to get too formal about it, but we want to we sort of assist them in building their own critical framework. It's just another invitation into the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, wonderful, know? wonderful. Man. Yeah. And, uh, and, and all about making this purpose of becoming a more loving human being something that is so tangible and touchable for mm. people if they follow the A, Bs and Cs that can emanate from each and every one of these beautiful episodes. Mm. Mm. Hey, talking about episodes, I'm interviewing you today. Yes, sir. And let's just start with the, with the very topic that we're on. You have heard so many of these episodes and I'm gathering that in your journey as a listener, some of the episodes have stood out. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. Have there been some of the episodes that have really resonated with you and you felt have not only jabbed you but delivered a couple of solid right hooks? Mm -hmm. I, I really like how you put that. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> let's go with something let's go with solid right hook let's go with the impact jj's jj's episode, yeah you know yeah why uh, i mean there's so many things i love about that and i've all the while on the drive over here i was thinking about i was trying to think about good ways to put this um to put into words what i love about this episode i think the main thing i really love is here's a man number one the love just bakes out of him you yeah. can hear it in his voice. He's, you know, you see that photo of him. You, and and, and I tell you what, that photo matches that voice <laughs> like nothing I've ever seen. It's, it's phenomenal. But he broke the cycle of abuse, yeah. you know, and of, of trauma, let's say. Abuse is a bit of a strong word. Yeah. But he broke that cycle of trauma um, and he's committed to – just doing, being nothing but the embodiment of love yeah. for the rest of his life, and ensuring that through his actions he doesn't carry on yeah. the those that that trauma that he's had to deal with so yeah. much. I think that's just that's beautiful. That's the very essence of humanity yeah. to me. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love, I love his the the you know the rawness that you warn people about at the start of that yeah. episode is is what i love about it yeah. so much i mean you you get the darkness you know for those yeah. first for that first hour hour and 15 minutes you get all the darkness yeah. and then the way that he turns it to light just for um people who ever listened to this episode talks about the morning that he was going to take his own life and uh, this, this is one thing I love so much because becoming better and committing to a better life, it, in my opinion, I've seen this so many times, comes down to just one single decision. Yeah. Committing to one single decision. It's all it ever takes yeah. to be better. Yeah. And he made one decision. Yeah. And then he was following through on that decision by that afternoon. You yeah. know, when he was going to enroll in the program. That's right, the you program. Know? And it's, it's yeah. the, just the simplicity of that. Oh, it just took him one moment. Yeah. It seems like so. when you're in those situations, it seems like a mountain that's just impossible to climb. But it, all it took him was just one decision, good, to courageous, strong decision. Well, what, what, other, what other episodes struck you as being particularly potent? <laughs> well, of course, um, the state's. 
uh, Joel's episode is wonderful and, the, you know, you've, the positivity that he brings and that you can hear in his voice. Even if he'd been talking about something completely different, you know, how much positivity that he had brought into his life and was exuding mm. in that episode. I mean, that's truly inspiring. And then, you know, uh, when you interviewed his father, Keith, now, this is what, six weeks after Joel had passed yeah, away from cancer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from the cancer that he was battling in the episode where you interviewed him and things were looking good. Yeah. And he was very optimistic and then, of course, um, it, it, won, it won the battle in the end. And so now you're interviewing uh, his father, Keith, and I loved the man because he was not trying to put on a brave face. No. He was grieving. He was heartbroken and... He didn't allow it to overcome or overwhelm things, mm. but you, you, he was going to ensure that we felt it. Yeah. And that is, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, when beautiful things die, yeah. we should feel grief. We should feel that sadness. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in those, and Keith said something to this effect too. In those circumstances, grief is love persisting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Grief is love Persisting. That's a goodie. It's a good look. I can't. It's not mine. Uh, it's actually uh, on an episode of WandaVision from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it's uh, it's a very nice line. I think it's very appropriate for this situation. I love the fact that in Joel he started that seed for me. That when you're facing death, and you know that death is potentially around the corner then if you are aware of its presence, then you've got no choice but to live mm. fully now in all its authenticity. Mm. Yeah. Did mm. that resonate with you at the time? Do you recall that, that response? Mm. Yeah, but the way I would word it is it, um, you know, those events just kind of rip your apathy out at the roots and, and they so easily burn away all the excuses that you give yourself for yeah. not living authentically, like you were saying, you know. Um, so, yeah, in, in that way, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and we, we've spoken about this off camera a lot too, Bernie. It's, you know, what so often it seems to be this sort of run in with death that, that we need to, to wake us up like that, you know, do you need... Well, it do doesn't have to be death. Yeah. It, but it's pain and chaos, yeah. which, of course, is a, a flow-on from death. Death can take mm. many different forms. It's not only the passing of the body, but you can have a death of a marriage. Mm. And that, too, can be um, uh, tremendously painful and, and, and chaotic. Mm. You know? So the pain and the chaos, to me whether it comes from the biological passing of a body um, or, or the tremendous upheaval of emotion um, is, uh, is the catalyst for that reflection and re-evaluation that can, that can stimulate and inspire not only great authenticity but great realisation of the power of being a loving human being and having a great capacity mm. to love and enjoy life, which then, of course, calls when it's almost taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you, is, that, is that what we're trying to do with the podcast, do you think? Help, help people get to that kind of realisation without the agony? I, I, yeah. Well, I think so. I think so because in theory – why do we need the Grim Reaper to tap us on the shoulder to recognise that we have no right to assume that we're going to breathe tomorrow? Mm. Um, th the fact that you're breathing right now is, is in itself a, uh, a glorification of life. <laughs> I mean, this podcast could finish, you could go outside and it's all over Red Rover through whatever, mm. through whatever means. You can't take it for granted. And if we're aware then what choice do we have but to want to live fully right now in this moment? Yeah. We, we hear that Buddhism uh, concept floating through repeatedly from a number of guests. I'm thinking of Chad Foreman, uh, mm. uh, for example, where, where just be aware that the present moment in itself is a gift that you must honour 
how do you honour it? Live it in the present moment. Maximise it. Maximise it with uh, decisions of that, that, that bring joy, that, mm. that, that, that bring happiness. Does this resonate with you? Do you, do you see that in the same way? I, I absolutely do. I mean, well, you can't ignore it. When you see people who authentically live that, I mean, you, you ca- unless you're kind of blind or deaf, you cannot but acknowledge the happiness, the contentment, yeah. the connection yeah. to yeah. others. I mean, it works. Am I there at that level yet? Yeah, certainly not. It's, it's, you know, it's a continual struggle. I mean, I'd love to be, but uh, I, I mean, I know it's there. But dare I say it, that's the journey. Yeah, you get, welcome <laughs> to humanity. Yeah. That is the journey, you mm. know, and uh, what a heck of a journey. I, I think you've, you, you've pinpointed here a reason why I wanted to have this podcast is because it is a reflection of my journey. Nowhere mm. near it, nowhere near recognising the enormous capacity of love that I sincerely believe resides within me. Mm. Uh, yeah, I know it's there. I'm confident it's there. But to actually be able to live it on a momentary basis, <laughs> mm. well, excuse me, what, what are the tips? What are the strategies? What are the actions? How do you yeah, get, we need them. How do you get rid of monkey mind? How do you get rid of the uh, interventions, you know? Yeah, uh, how yeah. do you get rid of the things that distract you, uh, et cetera, mm. so that you can be, I believe, the, the awesome human being that each and every one of you, my listeners, I believe that of you too. I'm looking at the chipster here right now, mate. Mate, I spent three weeks with you in, in, in Nepal, buddy, and you were just walking fun, joy. I might say you were a hungry walker too. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, some, sometimes I was. A bit, a bit of hunger came in handy when uh, the rest of our group needed a bit of a garbage disposal, uh, didn't they? Mate, we could go to nature and, and I could just ask you about Nepal mm. and what did you see and feel of nature when you were trekking the mighty track to Everest Base Camp. Go there now for us. Um, the thing that springs immediately to mind, which, which sounds like a complaint but it really isn't, is the, the difficulty of altitude walking. <laughs> it was so – but, I mean, I'm someone who loves something like that. It, was it hard? Yes. You know, were there moments where I'm not going to lie? I said, I'm never doing this again. But it's so rewarding and it's so – interesting and illuminating uh, and to see what this very different environment than you've ever experienced is doing to your body and the way you think and the way it's forcing you to slow down. What did it do around. for you? What did it do for you? Like, For, it... Force me to slow down. This is a big thing for me. I, yeah. I, you know, I am one of those people that you can, you just feel like the day just whips by. You're always in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and there's, that's a big part of my journey. That I've been trying to rid myself of this incessant need to, to feel like you need to be rushing from one thing to the next. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so Nepal very much did that for me. Now this was part of the mission, my personal mission statement too. Said, so, you know, I did not want to be uh, someone who was just always just trying to get to the next village. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really wanted to be there for the journey. Yeah. I forced myself. There were many times I forced myself to stop. Yeah. And look around, taking the photos because, as as you know, we were, I was doing the video, I was doing the yeah. um, photography for the trip. So that helped too, but that's still a job it to is, be mate. doing. It's still, in a so, way, it can be a distraction yeah, oh, to the absorption of yeah. what was around you. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. And, so, and so I needed to force myself to slow down and to look around. And, and let me tell you something, you know, when the, the, one of the most beautiful parts for me was actually when we were on our way back and we went through yeah. the valley. And that's when you have these – I mean, you're surrounded by gigantic mountains the whole time when you're in Nepal. I mean, it's one of the chief joys. I mean, they're beautiful. But you're so close when you're in this valley to one of these mountains and the, yeah, you get the sense of the immensity. I use that word very, yeah. very um, in, intentionally. It, it feels immense. Yeah. You feel the power. Yeah. I mean, not at all in, a, in an intimidating way. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel insignificant. Yeah. But it just it puts you it puts yourself in perspective in yeah. relation yeah. to just our planet, let yeah. alone the wider universe. When I talk about the majesty of nature, it's that feeling I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. But 
But of course, the majesty of nature in your definition before is also, is it the same nature that built the universe? Oh, I think so. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I would say, but I would, you know, I, again, because I'm an evolutionist, I would say more along the lines of the universe was formed. When you say something was built, then you're in, imposing a creator, and I don't necessarily think that's necessary. Yeah. I think it can yeah. just be, and I think we might never understand the exact mechanisms yeah. of its formation, but uh, we know we know a lot and what we do know is just truly awe-inspiring. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think the knowledge takes anything away from the awesomeness of it. Hey, tell us about your own <laughs> your own journey. Like, like, mate, you're you're a volunteer to this episode. Well, that's not not. Well, it is right. It is right. But also, you know, we've announced to our listeners before that with great joy. Um, I, I love taking you with us to Nepal. Mm. I, I would describe myself as a very well rewarded volunteer. <laughs> well, mate, you deserve it because um, well, thank you, 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 you help me uh, live this, you know, extension of my life, mm. which is uh, um, a, a great contribution to my life, hopefully to our to our listeners' lives. But why do you do it? Like, like, what, what's in it for you to give up this? time of yours why is it important to you because purpose is so important you know it's something we talk about you know you talk about on the show all the time um this is and as we've spoken about before this is work a message um you know a purpose in life that i believe in i think these messages i think these ideas they're just so important. They're the antidote to so much of what is really going wrong and, and can go wrong with uh, Western society in particular, I yeah, think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a part of Western society and it matters to me to, to try to make this as, as good as we can and to, and to get and, and to help other people live yeah. as full, a loving, um, as good a life as they can. So can I ask you uh, on a personal basis, how – how much does the purpose of being love, being the most loving human being you can possibly be, how much does that dictate, determine your life? Um, by the way, that's not meant to be a catch question. Mm. It's meant to be how much is it top of mind or do you have other purposes and this just sort of like mixes in with it? The more I think about it, the more I think it is, for me, it's extremely top of mind. It might look – I think I think the, you know, embodying love can look very different from person to person. Yeah. For me, for, for me, the way I express love, um, aside from the obvious usual stuff, I'm a very tactile person. I'm a hugger. I like all that kind of thing. That's one of my love languages. But in ter- uh, like service – to the people yeah. um, that I love is very important to me. It's really important to me to be useful and to try to create opportunities for people I care about, yeah. all those sorts of things. At the same time, obviously, when I'm doing that, that's me doing things for myself as well. Lately, um, it probably only in the past year or so, though, I've really tried to look upon that as an expression of love as well because you need to love yourself. You do have to start at home. Right. You know, and I am the kind of person I think I, I can just be extremely tough on myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are things, these are standards in some way, unrelenting standards, if you'd like to get in the psychology of it, that I've inherited from my parents, just incredibly hardworking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, are fantastically successful, yeah. generous, yeah. wonderful people. But, yeah. I mean, they have some stern, stern standards. And whether <laughs> I liked it or not, you, you absorb those by osmosis. Yeah, yeah. I think you <clears throat> – you're, you're hinting, and I wasn't aware. I'm not aware of anything, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. I think you're hinting that that you know, in in earlier years. How old are you now? Age is irrelevant, by the way. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. 38 in but, but let's say, but, but in thirty-seven years upon the planet, mm-hmm. in earlier years, that your your own identification of self. I think you you're hinting that it perhaps hasn't served you as well as it could and you become aware that there's plenty of room to love Chip 
a heck of a lot more than he has in the past. Uh, yeah. Elaborate. So. You want to elaborate a little bit on the on that past, mate? Give us a few highlights or lowlights uh, or lifelights. <laughs> well, let's do, let's do well. Let's do a highlight. We were speaking about it before meeting my wife. We've yeah. been together since we were both nineteen. Wow. Um, yeah. See, so we've been married since twenty twelve, but um, she's the the only the only um, girl I've been with. Is that uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're the only people that either of us have been with. Yeah. Um, and we've. It's you know what I always I, I don't know if this is a good way to define a relationship in terms of what it's not, but what I'll say is it's just never felt wrong. Wow. It's always felt this is where we should be. And have we had some extremely tough times? Of course. I mean, for a low light, I've uh, you know shortly before we got married, I did the I won't say usual thing. I don't think all young men did this, but I was very I wasn't I got very scared of just the idea of being married. So what did you do? Did you nearly call it off? Nearly call it off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I and and I will and also feeding into that was I developed some not particularly strong feelings, but feelings for another woman. Yeah. Which I, I just simply wasn't ready for. I'd yeah. never this had never been an issue. I never thought it would be an issue. Yeah. I I just got blindsided by it. Yeah. You know, and of course to you know, tie this into what we were talking about before, you can imagine the kind of self loathing yeah. that this would cultivate in a young man like young Chip was back then. Yeah. Who, you know, just thought that this, this isn't okay. Yeah. You, know, you shouldn't be doing this. Fortunately, I was able, because my wife and I have always had, it's one of the reasons, it's the primary reason we've always worked. We've always had such open, honest channels of communication. I was able to bring myself to talk to her about all of this and we just worked through it. Yeah. We just, neither of us ran. We just kept talking uh, we did go and see uh, a counsellor once or twice. He gave us some tools. What age were you when you went and saw a counsellor? Um, well, when would this Rough, have been? Roughly. Uh, nine years ago. So 29. Oh, okay, 29 okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, I, yeah. on that note, I would say oh, one of the most valuable things we've ever done, certainly that I've ever done. Yeah. I've, I've been to see some counsellors since then, not for anything particular, yeah. not for anything as acutely disastrous as that, but I just, it's just one of the most valuable things you can do, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it, it it also validates the old principle that even out of the pain and the chaos that I'm hearing you describe mm. through those circumstances, mm. right, that out of that, the flip side of that was also opportunity, mm. opportunity for even greater openness, opportunity to look in the mirror um, a little harder, to do it together, to open up um, and, trans and, and be more, even more transparent with each other. And the counselling process that you engaged enabled you to, um, to, to arrive at better place. Mm, mm. You, at, you know, 100%, you have yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that is, um, you know, that's, that, that's the opportunity. There's a lady by the name of Esther, is it Perel or Perez? I've forgotten what her name is. I think it's Esther Perel. Yeah, I tell you what, she can even speak about infidelity as a beautiful opportunity. Mm. <laughs> Once you have understanding as to the whys, mm. the why it occurs, um, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a fascinating, uh, fascinating and, perspective. And is that because infidelity, I suppose, is quite an extreme act? You know, if we can call it that. And once you've passed through that. Um, you know, it's it's very difficult not to arrive at a, a level of self insight. Yeah, that's higher than what you were at before. Is yeah. that is oh, that part of what oh, you're talking oh, about? I can only speak, you know, from my from my own circumstances, hmm. and uh, I I I just say such pain and chaos from infidelity, and the pain and chaos can be the letting down of a partner. Mm. Pain and mm. chaos can be, oh, my God, is this who I've become? Mm. Pain and chaos is, who am I? There's a heck of a lot of pain and chaos is in such action. Yeah. yeah? But it leads to reflection and reevaluation. Otherwise, how do you live? How do you recover? Yeah. And the reflection and the reevaluation, if you're going to maximize life, I just believe it can only lead you to one place, Chip. And that is 
you overcome the pain and chaos by recognizing the greater self. Mm. And when you come to the greater self, you know, we're coming back to the spirit within. It's all connected, mate. You come back to the greater self and it is, geez, I've got a greater capacity to truly love Mm. um, than what I ever thought I had. There's a beautiful uh, person who actually lives in this apartment block and I bumped into her the other day and I, and I asked her, you know, how, how life was treating her and she said with great joy that her and her ex are now coming back together. Wow. Be- yeah, because and, – and she didn't say it in these words but the pain and chaos of recent years – has actually made both of them reflect and reevaluate to the point where they they actually have a greater capacity to love and exist with each other now mm. than they did back then as but it's actually been stimulated by what they inflicted upon each other what mm. they endured through each other you know yeah. and it actually now well, we're talking about 4 or 5 years later mm. coming back together um, in partnership, yeah. So I, I, that, that was a great story, and uh, yeah. So they, so hang on, if, if I got this right, so they've, they've, um, the, what they inflicted on each other during those bad years forced the growth into people who may now be quite good for each other. Well, I reckon they went through. Uh, I'm, I'm making it up now. Pain, chaos, retribution, revenge, not talking to each other, you know, all of that stuff. Mm. But somehow over time. They've also not quite let go and, and they've been able to manufacture those moments some years later whereby they're able to come back together and grow again. Yeah. But this time grow with awareness, grow with greater truth, grow with mm. greater openness and transparency, uh, grow with greater awareness, yeah. m- m- possibly even grow eventually with greater commitment. Yeah. You know? Mm. That's our human potential for love. Yeah. And we come back, I suppose, to the whole Joel state, key state question. Do we Mm. actually need the tap on the shoulder to recognise this potential and this capacity? I, geez, it helps. Yeah. But you know what? Mm. I think not. And I reckon this is where if we came to the heart of a journey with Bernie, it's, it's, it's saying, can we become so aware of our great capacity to love that we don't need these taps on the shoulders necessarily mm. in order to discover who we can be? Uh, mm. Well, I needed the tap on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so did I to a certain extent. And I think I've, what I take away from um, these kinds of stories too is – I think I think the tap on the shoulder's probably still going to come, you know. Yeah. And so, at least if it does, we can look at it as the gift that it can be if we allow it to be. Yeah, that's if it comes. Now, it's an interesting statement that you make that it's still going to come. I just think there's good chance. I think it's it's part of being human. Life can be a rough old business, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so to 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 live as if that tap is isn't going to come as if you're going to be one of those people, it it strikes me as foolhardy. Not that we can't love all it. hope. Love you. Love you for saying that. Yeah. Love you for saying that. You know. And I am thinking right now of Mida, you know, the the tantra here. Oh. Don't get me started on that woman, but you continue. I, uh, she was my she was my last uh, well, highlight podcast well, highlight actually. Uh, you know, she, she would advocate a lot of the capacity to be love that we are alluding to, but discovering it within the human journey. Mm. So I, I I think she's more on your side of the table. Um, more about you, please, mate. Um, just take us back into the pre-podcast days of the Chipster. Um, mate, tell us a little bit more about that, that life you were alluding to before where, you know, did you have many girls floating around in your life, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I How was the Chip feeling about Chip as a teenager no. and as a young man? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I have – 
It's interesting. Let's let's go back to high school. So Chip is a teenager. Um, and this this is very definitive of who I became, things I'm still struggling with now, I think. Um, but no, I mean, there were zero girls floating around. And if you look at photos of me from those days, well, you don't, you don't blame the girls. I looked like I was 11 or something. And if they dated me, I dare say they would have been afraid of being arrested. But can I ask you this? Did you live that image? Uh what do you mean, the little brother sort of? Image? Well, I'm just saying, if you if, if that was your image and you're actually living and presenting that, I'm making it up now. You're an 18 year old young man, but you actually see yourself as a, as an 11 year old image. To mm, mm. were you living that? Were you living that? And 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 of course, if you were. That probably wasn't serving you. Yeah. No, well, that's an interesting question. No one's ever actually asked me that. No, I don't think I was. Um, yeah. I was just, I was, all, I've always lived pretty authentically to how I wanted and, yeah. um, and, and how I thought I wanted to be at the time. Um, so, no, I think it, it really was just a function of just being a, a little fella. A little fella, yeah. Um, and, uh, and certainly not being uh, like, Tip, you know, hugely masculine in any in any traditional way. Yeah, yeah. simply because it's, it's difficult to be when you are a little guy. It's not like you can be a big protector yeah. sort of fella and embody those sorts of things. Yeah, but right now, mate, you 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 go okay in the masculine gym. <laughs> it's yeah, that's yeah, a, but... a re- relatively recent <laughs> development. Um, but and, and look, and and in terms of how much I love going to the gym and how much I like maintaining a certain level of strength. Yeah. Uh, yeah of course. I mean, sure. It's, do I feel it every day on a, on a top brain level? No, but I mean, surely that is directly from wow, I was being say, that, you know. Is it compensatory in a, eh, in a way? I think wow. so. Absolutely. Wow. I think, um, I think compensatory, um, not for other people yeah. really, but certainly for that, you know, whatever this little fella or little lady or little non-binary person you have inside you, yeah, who's always just pretty dubious as to whether you're good enough. Yeah, and I think we've all got that. I went to see this lovely Irish counselor one time, and she yeah. she said, "Now yours, but call yours Joey." <laughs> and he sits on your shoulder. Now the next time Joey starts talking like that, just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> And I will always love that one for that. It was a wonderful session. Yeah. Um, Do you still use that technique? Do you yeah. still separate that voice occasionally from separate mm. from yourself? You know. I try to. Yeah. I try to. It does uh, not always successful. Yeah. But yes, I try to because yeah. visualization's powerful. I guess. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and just in terms of having, I'm very active. Mm. In that way, and uh, I find things work for me when I have something to do. Yeah, you know, it's why I, I like I struggle with um, uh, meditation for those reasons. Yeah. You know, it forces you to stop. Yeah, and not and not be doing anything that's not sort of just paying attention. Yeah, you, know? you see, yeah, that's interesting because you 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 actually spoke about being in Nepal before, and you talked about slowing down. Mm. You mm. know. And I was about to ask you then, how much value did you actually find in slowing down enough to give your your mind and your existence more space? Mm. And did you feel any value in having that greater space in your existence? Yes. Yeah. Yes, unequivocally. Yeah. What was the benefit to you? Calm. Yeah. Just, uh, a, you know, a feeling of stillness instead of a grasping for stillness. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you said it, and again, we've spoken about this, but you've said it best, space. Yeah. You know, a lack of constriction that you might otherwise feel by all of the, uh, the all of the responsibilities that you allow yeah. to crowd in on you yeah. on any one day. But, mate, we did a whole chapter with Chip on that. We spoke th- about the process yeah. of unlearning mm. 
unlearning from what? Perhaps a, a message out there that actually says, oh, no, the successful life is the very, very busy one. Yes. It's the very, very productive one. It's the mm. achievement-orientated one. You know, keep moving mm. towards your goals, you know, keep on building your empire. <laughs> Exa- well, exactly. And, you know, Joey, Joey yells loudly about those things for me yeah. a lot. Yeah. So you know. what do you say to Joey? Uh, sometimes I listen and sometimes I tell him to fuck <laughs> Thank you, Irish counsellor. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the message there is is just that value too of that retreating to nature occasionally just to remind you of the value mm. of that space. Does it have to be nature? Well, uh, not necessarily. It, no, it, not necessarily. But it very no. much seems to help, doesn't it? Does. It does. The does. evidence tells us it very much helps. Yeah, yeah. And not only evidence that you read in books, but the evidence of these 42 podcasts so far. Mm. um, We only have to listen to the overlapping themes that um, the people keep on coming up with. Hey, you spoke before. I'm not going to call her your dear wife. I want a name, please. (laughs) My wife's name is Renee. (laughs) Renee. Um, You spoke about you you and Renee. uh, You didn't use these words, but I think you were suggesting it. The mateship between you mm. is the is is the strength. It's it's never the mateship has never been questioned. Yeah, tell us about great mateship, please. Yeah. Mate. What's that look like? How do you create it? Mm. I think yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great question. Um, and I think if you're going if you want any long term relationship. I mean, friendship has to be the foundation, Yeah, I think. I certainly think. Um, the way you create that, Renee and I were lucky in that way in that it's, again, this is one of the things that's always been easy. What I would say I know always works. It's it, these, sound, these are going to sound trite, but the older I get, the less trite I realize they are. But we, we just love so many of the same things. Not just like, I'm going to say yeah. love so many of the same things. It's just things like movies. Yeah. Things like uh, books. Yeah. Things like podcasts we yeah. like to listen to and like to listen to together. Yeah. Things we like to do. You know, yeah. Um, uh, experiences we like to have, ambitions yeah. that we share, share goals. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and those, you know, and I realise some of the some of those sound quite uh, meaningful. Some of those can sound quite uh, trivial, but I think I, they are all very, very important. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what 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 about things that differentiate you too? Mm, like yes, like does that. Renee have interests that don't interest you, and vice versa? And the dare I say the phrase, giving each other the space to mm. be those individuals. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. And that's always going to be the balance, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think also you. Uh, What's the, you know, that old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder? Yeah. I'm not sure if I believe absence makes the heart, absence per se, but what you were saying, it's the space. Yeah. Um, space when you need it and space to be your own person, yeah. even independent of this person that you love so much and who is this just such integral piece of furniture yeah. in your life. Yeah. You know, that is such an important thing. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I think you tend to lose yourself. Yeah. To lose yourself to the relationship and to the idea of whatever being a husband might mean. Yeah. You know, and I think it's interesting we're talking about this now. I think to get back to when I was very afraid of being married, very afraid yeah. of being a husband, I think yeah. it was that that was feeding into it, yeah. this idea of kind of – of losing my identity and losing mm. my sense of freedom and freedom to always yeah. be myself. Yeah. You know, which is a really, it's such a restrictive and just wrong view of marriage if and view of relationship if what, you do it correctly, I think. What about a wrong view of maleness too? Like, yeah. you know, the concept yeah. that, that, that the other life, the single life, more defines maleness mm. in that you have the freedom to explore uh, many of the opposite sex. Yeah, so your wild oats. All that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, of course, the the call of marriage <clears throat> calls for 
something completely different, um, a, a service, a, a dedication mm. to kindness. Um, many of the traits that um, potentially a lot of our boys, I don't know whether they may have grown up with them. I don't know whether they've absorbed them as definition of their maleness. Mm. You know? So, um, Maybe yeah. there's something in there. I think, well, to, to get on that, I think it's a very uncertain time to be uh, a young man these days. I think so too. Um, I think, uh, I, th- I hate the phrase toxic max- masculinity because I think that's yeah. really, that's where I understand where that came from. I don't necessarily disagree with the origins, but I think yeah. it's been run away with. And I think it's left far too many young men with the idea that any expression of masculinity is toxic yeah. and that's just not you're speaking to some I love you know I love masculinity yeah um, I love embodying what parts of masculinity yeah. that I can and to me if it's authentically masculine it's the farthest thing from toxic yeah that yeah. you can possibly have yeah yeah so what is authentic masculine for chip? Mm, yeah. and, and and maybe another way to phrase that is, as he understands authentic masculine, who else does he need to become to move forward to being that authentic masculine to its higher degree? What are mm. you looking forward to being more so that you can look in the mirror and know that you are authentic masculine? Mm, that's a really good question. And for me, and I have done a lot of thinking about this, for me it's about quieting that voice of unworthiness as much as possible so that I can um, be as firm in my convictions as I can when I genuinely believe um, uh, I, I'm, I'm well informed and that I know what the correct decision is. Yeah. And then to be able to always always carry out, always do the right thing, even when it's the difficult thing. And unfortunately, the right thing is so often a difficult thing to do yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, because and and to and to tie this into the whole to the podcast as a whole, that is that is love to me. You know, love a, it, man. Love a it. proper expression of masculinity to me is a man yeah. expressing love. Yeah. All as I know is this, I do know this because I felt it. The more I am the values, yeah, the more solid I feel. Mm. The more solid I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, this whole podcast is born from being an extension of my values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. But just, just for my own... Uh, pleasure, let's say. Can you describe to me and describe for our listeners that feeling of solidity? You know, what what does that do for you? What does that allow for you? You're asking me to dig deep. Now, that doesn't mm. mean I can't. But when I dig deep, how do I explain it? Mm. That that's um, what what it what it means to me is one can walk each day, many days, maybe not all, many hours, maybe not all, and just feel fully alive. But fully alive doesn't have to be an expression of over enthusiasm, fully alive mm. to me, is a quaint, calm, solidness, awareness, comfortability in self. And once one is comfortable in self, it gives one full permission to forget self. Because you're not distracted by self. Mm. Self is okay. And if you're not distracted by self, then you're free. And you're free to focus. Mm. And free to love. Bingo. Focus on, on serving, adding mm. value. And those actions 
which actually feed the love pond mm. that's already within you. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's my belief. The other thing it does, it makes you aware of the love pond that's within you because you have less distractions, more space. Mm. Someone said to me recently, if you're quiet in the mind, you're giving more space for heart to speak. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> well, heart, where's it coming from, mate? It, it's coming from Chad Foreman's fragrance of love mm. emanating from the state of emptiness. What does emptiness mean? Freedom from mental intervention, past, living of past, you know, etc. Et Somewhere in there, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you got it, uh, and that's and I think that's very beautifully put, actually. Well, I, I I wish I could, for the sake of those listening, do even better justice in mm. in trying to I, describe what I'm uh, what I'm seeing and sensing. Um, I well, that put me in mind of I felt, see when you're talking about that solidity and allowed it freed you up. I felt that so many times in Nepal. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, and I, and I felt it for me particularly, just as a very quiet confidence that yeah. that whatever happened, I was going to. I I believe that I could both be a good trekking partner. Yeah. Um, I could do the job for which you'd brought me over there. Yeah. Um, and that it was going to be a, a wonderful, meaningful time. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. I, and I, it was. Uh, the, it, and I do want to thank you for those because those moments were phenomenal. Yeah, well, mate, you, 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 you may have anticipated that, but what you then actually did is the most important thing. You enacted on what you anticipated. And, mate, you, you know that you were a central figure <laughs> in, in creating uh, many additional experiences that added value for everybody on that, on that, on that trip. They were all they were all worth it too. It was you know the, the feeling, the sense of uh, t community and togetherness. Well, buddy, you ready yeah. for this? Who isn't worth it? Mm. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> nah, ah, you, well, got no. me. you got no, me. no, no. I didn't mean to get you, but 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 there. What I'm really saying there is, I think it's actually possible to actually feel that question: like, mm. who isn't worth You're it? You're right. You know? You're right. And and and. Whether they are or they're not, guess what? It's just great to see people that way. Yeah. Makes me happier. <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, you're going to get burned far less than, uh, than you otherwise would yeah. if, you, if you take yeah. that mindset. No, you're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. So, mate, we, we've been going well beyond our one-hour time <laughs> limit here. Right. We're so. off to a crack and start with our, with our new 60-minute time limit. <laughs> so let, let's head towards finishing it off. And I don't want to lose that question that I was asking before, in your pathway, here you are, somehow you become the editor and producer of a podcast that's about love, happiness and, and finding greater meaning. I don't believe for one moment that's coincidental. If it was coincidental, mate, then guess what? You wouldn't have lasted this long. You don't look as though you're going anywhere at the moment. <laughs> you're stuck you know? with me so now, pal. <laughs> you seem to be enjoying the journey because it's meaningful to you. Therefore, what are you seeing down the track as – as available to Lachlan Hardy. By the way, that's his real name, folks, um, because he wants to be that better man, that better person. What's available to you going forward? Uh, from the podcast specifically? Oh, no, just from life, mate. <laughs> Maybe inspired mm. by podcasts, but... That's a good question. Um, and again, geez, I don't, you know, I, th I suppose it's because I've been working on the podcast that I've been thinking about these things a yeah. lot more. Uh, what I, and I'm still working through this yeah. I th because I think this is, a, this is something that should never really be settled in your mind. It's something you always want to be examining. Love it. Coming out from it. different angles. Um, I see, number one, I'm very much looking forward to getting older. Um, for me, I, I don't know if I've been lucky, but I think 
the accumulation of experience, if you're willing to keep your eyes open, that age brings you is wonderful and edifying. It contributes to that solidity that we're talking about. Yeah. For what I want for myself and what I see becoming available to me is more and and more of that solidity. Yeah. Um, and that is, and the more that I feel that, uh, and the more that I think about really the things that I still want to achieve, yeah. both for myself and for the for everyone I care about, and hopefully just everyone in general, is that's the whole yeah. game, isn't it? The more I realise that is the thing that it is going yeah. to allow. That's yeah. what I need to cultivate. Yeah. Hey, I've got one other one other question that I don't want to let go of. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a scenario at you, and I want you to react to it. All right? Shoot. Only because you spoke so beautifully about your mateship and friendship with mm. Renee, right? Mm. I want you to imagine this, right? Imagine that even despite the fact that you've had 19 from 37, about 17, 18 years together already. Mm. Oh, it'll be 20 years. 20, 20 years. years like, so wow. Next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next November. Is it possible that two people can actually one day grow to a point where they look at each other and say, let's make loving each other our supreme purpose. Mm. That is, doesn't matter what work we're doing, no matter what other stuff we're doing, let's make loving each other our supreme purpose. Now, how does that become activated? Then becomes activated by each, each of you doing small acts of love Mm. and goodness and gifting and um, and nurturing and caring on an everyday basis. Now, people say, oh, well, come on, be human about it. Mm. I go, no, nah, it's possible. It's possible. I agree. Right? Now, why? Because both of you want to actually create an experience of love that is far greater than the individual themselves can manufacture. You can only create it by two mm. people being driven by the same supreme purpose. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when it's enacted, the one plus one, well, it never equals three, mate. Mm. No, it could equal 23. Mm. It could equal 37. Yeah. It could equal 105. <laughs> right? um, one, I, I think my question to you is, do you see that? I see that as possible. I see that as an aware human being, two aware human beings can actually reach that perspective of life where they say, let's make that our purpose. Now, that doesn't mean you don't go to do your work. Mm-hmm. Right? You still do those things. But always number one priority driving every day is how much can I love that woman? How much can I love my partner? Mm. How much can I love that man? What do you think? Uh, do I agree profoundly? Yeah. Um, are, we, do we, are we able to honour that all the time? No, we've, but we certainly – I believe that, uh, you know, that that is where we're at now. You, you and Renee? Mm-hmm. Or we R- as human race? Uh, no, Renee and me yeah, right now. Yeah. We as human race now, uh, I'm Renee, afraid. To- Renee and I, please, mate. N- no. <laughs> no, you, no, you take out the Renee and and see if the sentence still works. Oh, is that, is that right? Okay, yeah, So if I said at the start of the sentence, let's make sure we Renee cut this out, out of Renee. the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotcha now. You tried, you tried to get me. Try Come to back get, to pl- you, Renee, edit, yeah. yourself, please. Uh, no, unfortunately, I don't think humanity as a whole is quite there yet. Do I think that there's something in humanity that is that is always craving that? Might always be shouting out for that? Yeah, I think I think yeah. so because I think that's a that is a natural instinct. Um, I think that I can I can say for certain that when Renee and I have been living that stated goal. Um, and we're no, and we're, we've probably we've dropped off a bit right now. I mean, it comes and goes. We you know you have to work Welcome on you have to, to be more mindful. Yeah, but uh, I I personally have felt the most fulfilled. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. and, and I would highly recommend that to everyone. And I would say I would begin with just being honest and courageous enough to actually talk to this talk. person. Yeah, try. You got to, you got to, you got to talk about yeah. that as a purpose. Exactly. Statement wow. of intent. And well, it, yeah. And, and it, it's it's not just a talk. It's a, it's about honestly believing that it can be a daily purpose. Mm. You know, like yeah. that's the first. I reckon that's the first notion, the first paradigm people have got to come to grips with that being love can be a daily purpose. The reason why you get up each day. Mm. You know, people say, "What about your work, Bernie?" Well, no, I've got to bring it to my work then. Mm. Interesting enough, here's what I believe. You ready? I reckon it's worth more money. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I reckon being love. Now you're being selling love, it, Bernie. No, no, being loving in your work. <laughs> well, it's, imagine how you treat your customers. Imagine how you yeah. treat people, you know, mm. how you relate to people, uh, how you present yourself. Hello. Like, yeah. you know, I, anyway. <laughs> Am I weird? <laughs> A little bit. That's why I like it. <laughs> I've also decided that I think every one of our guests, and you're, you're, I'm now considering you my guest today, okay, mm. even though you're my producer and editor, I think we should always finish on these last three questions, but they're, they're like one-sentence answers, right? Yes, sir. If you want to create greater sustainable inner happiness, not happiness related to things, objects, events outside, I'm talking about the ability to wake up each day and just be happy in who you are. If you want to create greater sustainable inner happiness, give us an action. What, what must one do? What is top of mind for Chip? Clarify and live your purpose. Right. Right. Know your purpose, clarify it, have the guts and the courage to live it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because life is not a goal, it's the journey to it. Yeah. Yeah. And your purpose is going to show you what that journey looks like. Bingo, mate. Love it. Love it. Love it. Big one. Here it comes. Are you ready for it? Don't know. <laughs> Here we go. Born unready. <laughs> <laughs> what is love? What is Love. Service, I think. Elaborate just a fraction. Real, authentic love is um, is action is living one's life uh, and taking action according to uh, selflessness, according to a genuine desire to improve the conditions of other people. And that can still mean caring for yourself to allow yourself to embody, continue to embody love authentically. Maybe one might say it actually necessitates caring for yourself. Yeah, Yeah, I would. Necessitates caring for yourself. Hard to give it away. If you ain't got it for yeah, yourself, right. yeah. you know, yeah. And if you don't the, have the base. The third question is, what is the meaning of life? I, I think that's a tough question because Ken Packenham would say there's no one size fits all. So what brings greatest meaning to your life? Hmm. Uh, to, okay, I'm going to get very, very specific to me, storytelling. Elaborate. Um, I love stories. I think I know for certain that because of the kinds of stories I consumed, yeah. or co- like books, movies, uh, TV shows, when I was a kid, they have made me a better person by yeah. showing me other worlds, other ways of thinking that I wouldn't have otherwise yeah. known. Yeah. Um, I think stories are one of the most powerful things we have to make people happier yeah. and to leave the world better than we found it. Love it. Love mm. it. And, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, what the frigging hell has that got to do with the whole purpose of this podcast? We've been speaking about love and happiness and, of course, being dedicated to love brings about a great commitment to life mm. and all its experiences yeah. and all the events that you can manufacture as a result of that approach to life 
which are going to give you, mate, multiple stories. <laughs> uh, they, and they already have, and I feel very grateful for those. Well, dear listeners, you've just got a taste of the chipster um, in action. You actually learned a lot more about my, 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 my great friend, uh, but also the producer and the editor of this podcast. But just remind them, please, from now on, Chipster, they're going to hear you in the last two or three minutes of mm. each podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and your contribution's going to be? Uh, chips take home pay, I think we're calling it. <laughs> we're going to, uh, a, a very sharp, concise synopsis of the most impactful points from the episode we just watched, according to me. Um, and, and we want you listeners to use this as a springboard into your own thoughts, into digging deeper for yourself, into really starting to figure out how and why you think the way you think about the ideas that you hear on the podcast. That's great, mate. That's mm. great. And, of course, listeners, you can, you can do that right now for us today by becoming a, a follower on Spotify, a – what's the other word? A subscriber. A subscriber on, on Apple, Apple Podcasts, or, iTunes. Yeah, Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. Google Podcasts. Please give us a rating. Yes. Uh, and some reviews because all of these – help elevate the uh, the podcast to many more listening ears and uh, who would not want to listen to a journey that's all about becoming a more loving, happier and meaningful human being like Lachlan Huddy who has oh, been my it. special guest this <laughs> afternoon on A Journey, journey with, with Bernie. Good on you, Chip. Love you, mate. Love you too, mate. mate. Hey, dear people, I do hope you enjoyed that episode of A Journey with Bernie. I loved it because I just love Lachlan Huddy. Yes, he's our editor and producer, but from now on, he's also going to be your insight interpreter. He's going to listen intently to each and every guest in our discussions on A Journey with Bernie, and he's going to identify routines and actions and disciplines and ways of thinking that can help you and I to become a more loving human being, a happier one and also bring greater meaning to our humble lives. Now, he also wants to invite you to join me and him on a journey with Bernie to Nepal. Just imagine, dear people, three glorious weeks in Kathmandu, first of all, serving 550 disabled children for whom we created a brand new school following the earthquakes of 2015. Now we play with them, we sing with them, we dance with them, we teach them. But I'm letting you know they will teach us even more. Hey, do join us for that special experience, not forgetting, of course, a 14-day mighty trek to Everest Base Camp, back to Lakla, and back to Kathmandu. It's an experience that I promise you, you will never, ever, ever forget. And why do we do it? Because we're all on the journey, dear people. We're on the journey of becoming more loving human beings so that we can add more value to humankind, to the people that we call our neighbours, to the people that we interact with on a daily basis, and of course, to the person in the mirror. Don't forget that person, because that one is worthy of all of the love that resides in you. Hey, dear people, it's been a joy once again. Oh. And just remember...